1: Sean Payton keep talking that mm-hmm. we gonna see him soon. You mm-hmm. feel me?
2: a giant notepad full of notes from the game, and I left it on the other side of the room. But it's okay. Maybe we don't need it. Uh, welcome to the Butting Heads podcast from Rams Talk Radio. Proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Go check out our sponsor, TickPick, T-I-C-K, Pick, P-I-C-K, the original no-fee ticket-buying website. I'm here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, it, the Rams just beat the Seattle Seahawks. What, what even was the score of this game? Twenty six to seventeen, uh, and I, I, I. My first question is: Which one of these sentences did you think was less like it for you to say tonight? <laughs> Can you kick a punt after it gets blocked? Or, wow, Gino Smith looked great.
1: I, I think I think the first one for sure. <laughs> I, I I never imagined saying that either, but. Uh, Seeing Gino actually do something, I, I'm still in awe of that. Uh, I don't know if that's a testament to Gino or a testament of how terrible the defense was.
2: I think the Gino, I, I mean, we'll obviously talk about this, but I certainly don't think this was a terrible game for the defense overall. And Gino just came in there and just drove right down the field and looked, he looked good. Like He did. Like, he, re- he really did. There were obviously mistakes on that drive from us. But, like, man, I, this will probably be the extent of us really hyping up Gino on the podcast for maybe the duration of this podcast's history. But good for him, dude. Like, good for him. Uh, I'm glad to see that, you know, he, he's had a job in the league for this long. And he could still go a little bit. It Maybe it's be- the best drive of his career. Or, no, you know what? He had that perfect game on time for the Jets. Last game of the season, I remember.
1: I mean, it was on the Jets, though, so how good could it be?
2: <laughs> well, it was... Um, I don't remember if this was his rookie year or his second year, but the like he had a very rough year, because you know it's Geno Smith, and then the last game of the season, he had a perfect passing rating. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I mean... He definitely has uh, has you know something left in the tank. I mean, he looked impressive, but uh, yeah, I I mean, I, I would go as far as to say he looked even better than Russell Wilson in this game, even before the injury.
2: He did. <laughs> he, he honestly did. Um, yeah, crazy. Uh, good backup. I'm sure he'll stick around in the league for quite a while. It's the post game pod, so if you listen to our post game pods. Uh, you know, at the box score we'll talk about everything that happened in this game, uh kind of run through the thing, but because so if you listen to our podcast Butting Heads before, Johnny, you know what we have to start with in this game, oh yeah, it is we talk a lot about um since last year how unnecessary it is for Cooper Cup to return punts. Uh, And I'm sure this is going to be a mostly very positive podcast, so let's just get this out of the way. Uh, For whatever reason, they cannot resist letting this guy return kicks. And tonight we saw an actual kick return, too. A new wrinkle in the Cooper Cup being a bad special teams player saga. But uh, for whatever reason, they just continue to let this dude return punts. Uh, He's bad at it. He had a horrible uh, miscalculation on a punt today where instead of going to catch it or doing a fair catch, he let it thinking it was going to bounce in the end zone, and the ball just stopped. Uh, and we got it on, like, what, the four-yard line? And luckily, we scored a touchdown on that drive uh, in an hour, just an outrageous game. But... It, it, <laughs> You know, we talked about last week Sean McVay playing the starters. Might have been the biggest, the dumbest thing he's done in his career. But we always forget that this exists. There's no upside. He's bad at it, it's an unnecessary injury risk. There are other players on the team that can return punts. I don't know why we keep doing this. I will never understand it.
1: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with just finding the right person to do it. I mean
2: But Tutu's uh, fine. What has he shown this year that doesn't give you confidence that he's a better punt returner than Cooper Cup.
1: I, I mean truthfully I, I'd like to see Tutu out out there rather than Cooper Cup. I mean uh there's um there's you know not much that you gain from Cooper Cup going out there because he's just not really good at at punt returning but on top of that you know obviously he's somebody you'd like to see healthy and you know returning punts isn't a good way to stay healthy so um i i personally would love to see atwell out there but the only thing i could think of is the Rams special teams coach is just thinking you know what i i think that atwell's not ready quite yet and uh, Cup kind of gives you the better shot here in some weird way. But, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure either. That's, it's kind of dumb at this point.
2: You got to love the rare high-risk, low-reward uh, situation. You know, usually people decline to be in those situations, but here we are, trotting Cooper Cup out as a punt returner for, for no good reason. And now he's also returning kicks. Uh, I, I will never understand. But we have more important things to talk about, I suppose. Uh Johnny, the Rams just went into Seattle and beat the Seahawks again. Twenty-six to seventeen. I know Russell Wilson got hurt. The game was not trending in a win for Seattle before he got hurt, anyways. Uh how you feel, man? It's just, after this win, it, it was it, now that we got all that shit out of the way with Cooper Cup returning punts. Uh I feel great about this win. It was um, I unfortunately didn't get to start this game until like, it, like 945 Eastern time. What is that Pacific time? 645? 645. Yeah. So I got caught up to the live, like with two minutes left and man, like this was a ridiculous game to watch without breaks. I feel like I need a cigarette after watching that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely wild in, in a lot of aspects of the game. Uh, to tell you the truth, I'm probably gonna be a little bit of a downer on this on this podcast, uh, just because. Well, don't get me wrong. It's always impressive to get a victory in Seattle, no matter no matter how good the the Seahawks are. They're always a tough team to beat, in, in uh, you know, with the 12th man out there, and they're actually there this year. So. Um, you know that's always great and it was a you know a pretty solid victory maybe not as decisive as it should have been and that's kind of where i'm getting at here is you know while a victory is always nice and everything the rams really should have dominated this game and had every opportunity to do so but they kept the the seahawks in the game pretty much the entire way. And and again, not taking anything away from the Seahawks because they're they're a good team. We're a real solid team. But uh there's there's absolutely no reason why the Rams shouldn't have dominated this game. I I'm I'm kind of disappointed, truthfully.
2: Damn. Okay. Um I will say that I agree with the the main points of what you just said. It it could have been a bigger win for the Rams. It should have been a bigger win for the Rams. But I will say, you know, division games are weird. And it's on the road. It's in a tough environment. They they made quite a bit of mistakes. They could have blown this game open. Uh, we will, for all the praise we've given Matthew Stafford this year, we will spend a lot of time talking about the interception, I'm sure. Uh, it just feels like it was four hours ago. And I, I guess it was for a lot of people. Um... But to, to go into Seattle to win, it was a hard fought game. Um, division, division games are, are bizarre. They often are bizarre. Teams that aren't good play better, teams that are good tend to play worse. Um, and, you know, it's just I'm, I'm happy to walk out with a win. And it was, I think, a, a pretty good victory. Not a great victory, but it was a game that, even though they could have won it by a little more. They deserve to win the game. They were the better team on the field today. They are a better team. And, you know, there's games where you play teams that you're better than. Like like the Giants game, what was that, last year, um, for example, where the Rams put up a stinker but still won because they were so much better than their opponent. I, I don't feel that way about this game. I We will talk about some of the negatives of this game, and there's certainly things that are still concerns, things that were concerns last week that remain concerns today. But overall, I, I am happy that you know they walk out of Seattle with a hard fought win and certainly not the ugliest win they've ever had.
1: No, for surely not. And I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying for sure. Uh, I I'm definitely excited to to escape you know Seattle with the victory. That's that's always a positive because uh, like I said, the, even when Seattle is having a terrible year. And the ju- the jury's still out on that. You know you you don't know, uh you don't know if uh, Seattle is gonna have a, a terrible year or not. Um, from the looks of it, it doesn't seem like it's gonna be one of their better years. But I wouldn't count them out either. Uh, still, even if they were to have a a uh, bad year, let's say, um, you know, playing in, in a tough you know twelfth man stadium like like uh, Lumen Stadium, that's that's not an easy place to get a victory at. And as you've mentioned, Steve, uh, di- uh, division rival like that, you know they're always going to play you harder than any other team in the league, you know. And the the Seahawks and the Rams are no strangers to that. Um, so I expect e- even when the the matchup comes back to Los Angeles. That, uh, that it's gonna be just as as hard maybe even a little bit harder because they might be hungrier for victory but um, that being said what I saw on the field there was there was moments in the game where the they played very sloppy and there, there was moments where I'm like okay this is this is the Rams team I know that they can be and I think the more frustrating aspect of everything is that you know, mistakes happen. They do. And, and you know, have every player on the field is human and going to make mistakes from time to time. But there were some things out there that I just, I, I'm like, th- this can't happen, you know. Against a team that they struggle against more, uh, they're, they're going to lose every time. And, and luckily for the Rams, they had kind of a good grip on this game. Otherwise the Seattle could have ended up with the victory here.
2: Yeah. It, it, w- it was close up until the end. Um, you know, it, it was a game that they probably should have pulled away from earlier. And, you know, I'm, I am still proud that they, they held on, but, um, yeah, certainly could have went better, but <laughs> I guess it could have been worse. You know, we walked out with a the win. They had me a little nervous, um, <laughs> They definitely had me a little nervous at times in this game, but it—it's it, nice to walk out of one. Let, let's hit the, uh, hit the stats real quick. We'll start with the team stats. Buying tickets is hard, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all the all over the internet to find your Rams tickets anymore because TickPick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. All one word is the original no fee ticket website and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. Because we all hate fees, right? Every website's got these hidden fees, hidden fees, but TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other websites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. And if you don't believe it, because, hey, I didn't believe when I first read this, if you could find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So they're going to give you even more money if you (laughs) can find a better deal here. I mean, it's crazy. They, They are so confident in their service that... They're going to give you a 110% of the difference in a purchase price if you could find a better deal. You guys know I'm over here on the East Coast. I'm a displaced Rams fan. Luckily, the Rams are flying across the country in a few weeks to take on the New York Football Giants, and I'm planning on getting tickets to that game. And, of course, I'll be using TickPick. So I'm going to be getting the same deal that I'm giving you guys right now. You head over to TickPick.com slash RTR and use our promo code. Again, RTR, same promo code, RTR, just the three letters, all caps. You're going to save $10 on your first pair of Rams tickets using TickPick.com. Every penny counts, guys. We all know the Rams, they're never losing again. So, you're going to want to attend every football game you can go to, and you're going to want to avoid all those hidden fees and get the best price you can using TickPick. Again, P-I-C-K, P-I-C-K, it's 476 total yards for the Rams and offense in this game versus 354 for the Seahawks. They won the time possession battle 33 to 26. I feel like they don't win that often, but Seattle is one of the only teams that has the ball less than we do. Uh, 7.1 yards per play for the Rams, 358 yards passing compared to 262 yards passing for Seattle. Uh, 118 yards on the ground for the Rams, 92 for the Seahawks. Rams had five penalties for 85 yards. The Seahawks had three penalties for 20 yards. You know, uh, let let's save the discussion on some of those penalties when we get to the individual players. The two turnovers for Seattle in this game, though, one was the interception at the end of the game, one for the Rams. I don't really have any thoughts on the team stats, so let's, let's go to the players, uh, where the more interesting stuff is. Passing for Seattle in this game, Russell Wilson, 11 for 16, 152 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Sacked twice, Geno Smith, 10 for 17, 131 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I thought they did a really good job of handling Russell Wilson in this game. Uh, Not his best day. He also got hurt. So, you know, he's justifiable that wasn't his best day. Let's talk about Matthew Stafford. 25 for 37, 365 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 97 passer rating, sacked one time. Certainly an improvement from last week. And he also was banged up in this game. So I'll give him a mild pass. Made a lot of good plays, did a lot well, certainly did enough to win us the game. So I would say if I had to give his performance a grade, B- minus maybe, you know, I expect a little more from him. He missed a, a good amount of easy throws, and, you know, you can miss a couple here and there, but for two weeks in a row to miss as many throws as he had, it's not great. Uh, and even some of the passes that he made, he kind of missed the throws. You know, the Deshaun Jackson 68-yard catch wasn't a great throw, uh, but worked nonetheless. It, before we even get to the interception, uh, like overall, what? how do you feel about Saban's this game? I, I thought he was solid. Um, if he plays like this in most weeks, it should be enough to win, but it can be a little better and you know it's nice to have a quarterback that can have this kind of game, and for us to sit here and say like, yeah, it was okay, but you know we he could do a little better than this.
1: I I, I tend to agree with pretty much mostly what you said there. He, you know he he did a fine job. I mean, dude passed for you know three hundred sixty five yards. That's a lot so, of yards. So you yeah, know, that that's yeah you know, that's something. You know, um, even to get to the three hundred yard mark is is pretty impressive. So. To get to 365, you know that's that's you know solid stats there. Um, I will say that he did get bailed out a lot by the receivers. Um, there was a few drop passes too, so like some of those incomplete passes uh, was on on uh on some of the receivers. Um, I believe if I remember correctly, there was like one or two from Van Jefferson and uh and a. Pre- Pretty catchable ball by uh, Robert Woods. But, I mean, Woods had a probably, not probably, he had the best um, best game of uh, the year so far for him. Um, so kudos to that, uh, especially considering he hasn't really gotten much attention these, this whole year. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of balls out there that, uh, you know, against better defenses would have easily been picked. And um, you know, I I even recall a pass where I was impressed that Cooper Cup caught it. It was kind of where he had to, you know, angle and contort his body into a slide to catch it over his uh his left shoulder. And I'm like, Jesus, that that was that was an incredible catch by by Cup, but it was because he had to make up for the terrible throw of uh of Stafford and and the. The kicker there isn't so much, I mean, great the play happened, but the kicker there, he he could have easily had a touchdown if he just threw the ball, you know, correctly. And, you know, him being that wide open, you know, that's a gimme. You know, you want to take that. So I – that's kind of along the lines of where it's frustrating because you know Matthew Stafford is better than what we saw on the field today. But at the same time, I will give him a little bit of leeway here because it did appear that he injured his finger. Um, I don't know the extent of the injury. Obviously, uh, it, it, it didn't seem to be that serious considering he finished the game. Uh, you know, none of the backups had to go in for him like, you know, Russell Wilson did. Uh, kind of weird that both of them had finger injuries. But... Um, yeah, I, I, I will give him a little bit of leeway there because, but it, it is still something to, to monitor and keep track of because I mean, you know, this is two games in a row like that, and that, you know, you have to, you have to be a little leery of
2: that. Yeah. I don't know if uh, you saw this in his post game interview. He said that he popped his finger back into place, um, so, in his words, it didn't affect him that much, but uh, it still happened, and it's still tough as nails before. And th- this guy, and nobody's ever questioned Matthew Stafford's toughness. He no, He's as tough as they come. Ace uh, quote, he said, it popped out, and I don't really know how, to be honest with you. I just looked down, and it was on the left a little bit, threw it back in. Our guys did a great job giving me tape. Was able to just keep it warm the rest of the day and keep playing. Yeah, so certainly something to keep an eye on. But he claims it didn't um, affect him. And listen, for for all the misses he had in this game, he still threw some darts. Uh, he threw some really great balls. So hopefully, like this is the kind of questionable performance Matthew Stafford has. Like he certainly missed a lot, but this is not a bad enough game by a quarterback to me for them to lose and blame it on him. You know, uh, and they didn't lose. So this is fine. La- last week, certainly, you uh, could have taken a lot more blame, though. Let's talk about this interception, though, man. Uh, tries to throw the ball away at the goal line out of empty, mind you. If you listened to our podcast last week, I'm so sick of them running fucking empty on the goal line. And they run empty. Nobody's open. Stafford boots to the right. Nobody's open. He throws it away and somehow doesn't throw it away enough, and it gets picked off. Uh, This was as bad, if not worse, than the Jared Goff interception in Seattle last year. Do do they have, like, is the field haunted? Like, are there just ghost receivers at the stadium? Because this is two seasons in a row now where our quarterback threw an interception by throwing the ball to nobody even remotely close to him.
1: I, I, if you want me to be the optimist in this uh, in, in this situation, or or maybe not optimist is the right word, but if you want the fan in me to uh, to give you a proper analysis here, I would say that um, Stafford was expecting Van Jefferson to go right, and instead he went left and by the time he realized that, the ball had already left his hands. Um, Mm. That's what kind of it looked like. Now, the realist in me suggests that he was just trying to throw it away, and he kind of lazily did it, um, which is obviously not ideal, because, you know, you had Quandry Diggs right there taking advantage of the situation. You know... uh, Obviously, I don't think he intended to throw an interception, but I do think he was trying to throw it away, and um, he just didn't get get the ball far enough over to the end of the end zone or over, you know, he, he really needs to throw it away or else that, that type of stuff is going to happen. So, luckily, that didn't affect the outcome of the game. But you can't allow that. You know, that type of thing, those types of mistakes are careless and, well, quite frankly, stupid. You know, um, again, it wasn't done purposely or anything like that. It was an accident, but it has to be smarter than that. That can't happen uh, or else better teams will, will take advantage of the situation.
2: Yeah, for sure it seemed like he was kicking himself after that play um and he bounced back in a way Uh, he played a lot better after that drive but yeah that was (laughs) that was fucking brutal uh you you can't have that in a more important game man the microscope on that play a lot more looking at the running in this game alex Collins, 15 carries for 47 yards for the seahawks Early on, I was getting real fucking fed up of Alex Collins getting positive yards, but it did seem like they figured it out, although he had that screen pass late in the game um, where he got 20 yards. There are players in the NFL that I feel like we've established that they are not very good in the NFL level, and he's absolutely one of them. Uh, you cannot let him do things like this, but on the ground, not 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 bad numbers-wise, Gino added three characters to 23 yards dj dj dallas four for seven russell Wilson two for ten uh on the ram side daryl henderson 17 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown sonny michelle 11 carries for 37 yards and a touchdown on on paper you know michelle's numbers aren't great there but i was i felt good about both of them in this game they both had some hard runs uh that they made work well henderson obviously looked better because he is better uh he had a i loved his touchdown run but Michelle made some tough plays as well, and I I was happy with both of their performances in this game. I was glad McVay fed both of them a little bit.
1: You know, uh, I, it, this is one of those games where I'm extremely grateful that Chris Carson didn't play.
2: Thank God, man. The way Collins was looking early, if they had an actual running back back there, this game might have had a different outcome.
1: Even Penny, well, it... maybe. I mean, Carson's been tearing it up all year, too. So it, it was very fortunate that the Rams didn't play against Carson because uh, I feel like Carson's one of the more underrated running backs in the league. Uh, his only issue is he can't stay healthy to save his life. Uh, so <laughs> we we dodged a bullet there because that, I think, might have changed uh, a lot of, in terms of how the Seahawks ran their offense. Uh, but yeah, the the fact that Collins was able to uh, drive the ball, you know, uh, albeit maybe not consistently, but God, I I would hope that you wouldn't allow positive yardage consistently against Collins. You know, what uh, a couple plays here and there. I I I mean, you know, if the blocking is is great, then you know, it happens. But you know, there's no reason why, especially with this offensive line, that he should get positive yardage. And right. it's not even so much that they weren't generating pressure up front; it was, you know, you don't have anyone in the middle to really, to really get after him. And that's becoming more and more evident as, as you know, the Rams continue to play better teams.
2: And so, and in the passing game too, D.J. Dallas had two catches for 32 yards. Alex Collins had two catches for 25 yards. Both of those basically came off screens. uh, One pass each. Those guys are not good. Like those guys should not be getting 25 yard screens against us. It it should not be happening. And like you said, that, that falls really on the inside linebackers. Uh, You know, they're not the best. They got to be better at that because there are going to be teams late in the year that when, you know, if we play Carolina in the playoffs, if they realize they could run that play with a real running back, uh, they're gonna hammer that shit every play, uh, and it's gonna torture. us. So they got to figure that out. But uh, no, not the end of the world today. How uh, how'd you feel about our running backs?
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> circling back to our running backs, yeah, uh, Daryl Henderson. I I was a little bit nervous at first because he you know, he went out for a little bit, I believe in the second quarter, uh, early second quarter. Um, and I think the ribs are still bothering him a little bit. Um, although I, I think they mentioned something about his arm. So that's something to monitor, but, uh, the fact that he was able to finish the game, I, I feel a little bit better, but, um, yeah, Daryl Henderson went out there, did his thing, you know, 17 yards, a little over 80 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, that those are, you know, decent stats, especially for someone who's banged up. And as far as Sonny Michelle goes, I'm real happy with what I've seen from Sonny Michelle. you know, Uh, last week didn't have such a great game. He fumbled the ball, but uh, this week came back right back out there, you know, Came in uh, real clutch when uh, Daryl Henderson went down. Had a lot of positive positive yardage, um, and that's kind of what you want to see because uh, I, I want the Rams to kind of get into that rhythm where you know if Daryl Henderson has to go out for a couple plays, whether it be for an injury or if he just needs a breather, they should have that confidence in s- sending in Sony Michelle rather than having to rely only on Daryl Henderson. You know, that's kind of the purpose of them trading for for the guy. So I, I like seeing that. That's probably one of the things I like most about the offensive performance today was uh, seeing that kind of continuity between these two.
2: I uh, When the game started and McVeigh ran the ball two times in a row and we got like four yards total, I thought that was him just like, see, doesn't work. And then I thought we were going to stop running the ball. Uh, but I was wrong, thank God uh glad he committed to it it was a really solid day from both of them receiving wise on seattle dk metcalf five for 98 two touchdowns uh guys a terror anyone we put on him he was beating he's beating ramsey he's beating michelle uh he's beating Terry williams beat everyone up and down the field uh he's a stud you know shit happens we contain the rest of the team Lockett five for fifty seven, mentioned the running backs. Will Disley two for twenty nine. Nobody else here is worth reading. Um we could talk more about Metcalf, I guess, when we get to the, the defense. Our receivers, Robert Woods. Happy Robert Woods day, Johnny. Twelve catches for 150 yards. I don't have this on hand, but I'm like ninety percent sure that he had more catches and yards in this game than he had in the first three games combined.
1: You you might be right. Uh he really hasn't had a strong start to
2: the season. I'm like I I could probably look it up on Pro Football Reference real quick. I am pretty sure that he has 11 catches for 127 yards cuz I wrote an article about this the other week. Um oh that was after 3 games. Okay, so it was after the first three games, but on the year he had 15 catches for 172 yards on 25 targets and today he had 12 catches for 150 yards on 14 targets. You love to see it. I I had kind of figured that it was just scheme and game plan that didn't get in the ball this this year. And as they mentioned on the broadcast, one of the most you know selfless receiving groups in the league. I doubt he gives a shit how many targets he gets a game as long as the team's doing well. But good for him to see this kind of performance. Uh, still got it. Never thought he lost it, Um, but nice to see him get his day. Other receivers, Cooper Cup, seven catches for 92 yards. Deshaun Jackson, one catch for 68 yards. Vintage Deshaun. Um, Other than them, Henderson had a catch for 17 yards. Van Jefferson had a catch for 16 yards. Higby, two for 14 and a touchdown.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. you need indeed
1: Yeah, it, it was certainly nice to see Robert Woods out there uh you know doing his thing and and I me personally I didn't feel like like Robert Woods lost a step or anything like that um or felt that he's just not good anymore. I thought as you said it was more of like kind of a scheme issue uh, and Really, kind of the way you identify that was he didn't get a lot of opportunities, you know, in pretty much all the games. Uh, He did have a couple drop passes in these games. It happens, but um, you, you obviously don't want to see that too often from Robert Woods. But, you know, so far this year, he hasn't had a lot of opportunities until this game. And it's kind of nice to see how many receptions he had in general. It, it almost looked like we had, you know, the old Robert Woods out there again. So um, I I hope to continue to see this, and not only from you know Robert Woods' statistical presence, but only um, but only to kind of show that McVeigh too is kind of altering and uh, tweaking the offense a little bit. And to to make it a little bit more efficient and using all the weapons they have. Uh, And and like I said, you know, uh, just because, you know, it may have not been a perfect outing. uh, It it also uh, another way to look at this, another positive way to look at this is that because it may have not been the strongest performance, Matthew Stafford still threw 365 yards, and he had a quote-unquote bad day. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's amazing. If yeah. we feel like he can do better, and, you know, that that's basically going into 400-yard, 450-yard uh, territory. Now, do I think they're going to do that every week? Of course not. But the fact that this is kind of a... Uh, you know, struggling game type of thing shows how good this offense can potentially be. So there's a, a lot of pros and cons to look at in this game. But uh, I, I think as long as this offense continues to develop and continue to play well, this is going to be a damn good offense if they continue to improve.
2: Yeah, man, <laughs> love Stafford is the best. And, You know, you you should be targeting Cooper Cup a lot. You shouldn't only be targeting Cooper Cup. And it was nice for them to remember today that, hey, they got another guy out there that's pretty damn good, Robert Woods. Uh, Love that. Other other offensive notes before we get to the defense. Um, I think it was a lot better called game by McVeigh than last week. The only real, like, the fuck was that moment I had from him was... When we had 35, it was third and five at, like, the 45-yard line. Um, our own 45, or their 45, I mean. And we get called for the lay game, and it's like, you don't call a timeout. Like, all right, whatever. You should have called the timeout, but it's not the end of the world. And then you run a fucking draw. And you punt on the 50. Like, I get it if you're deep in your own territory you're on the fucking 50. Throw the ball. Try and get the first down.
1: I... Yeah, I, I, I have to say, I you know I was watching this with my family, and we're all kind of just scratching our heads, like, what what the hell's going on there? Like, I I I don't know if it's a miscommunication with you know Stafford and and you know the rest of the offense uh, because I I it seemed like he was struggling a, for for like a small for a small uh, portion of the game with Brian Allen. Uh, you know, just not on the right page together. But thankfully, that didn't last too long. Uh, but you know, just seeing that, I, I I'm just curious. Was that a McVeigh call? Uh, was that Stafford calling that? Like, uh, it just it seemed bizarre. You know, uh, that's not something you do at that part of the field. And you know, you already made the mistake by, uh, you know. Having that penalty on third and five on a crucial third down, so you make it worse by calling a draw play on, on third and ten. Yeah, that that can't happen either.
2: I'd ra- that, I'd rather call a hail mary there than a draw. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> You're on the fifty. Like throw throw a hail mary. What's the worst that happens? They pick it off. Okay, it's a, basically a punt. Uh, yeah th- that was that was crazy. But overall, obviously, much, much happier with the coaching in this game than last week. You got any other offensive thoughts before we move on?
1: Nah, I'm good.
2: Uh, I feel like every time a running play got blown up, it was David Edwards on his ass, but I don't really feel like going after the offensive line this week. They played fine. Defensively, I mean, we obviously had a very rough defensive game last week. How how do you feel after today?
1: Well, it it was much better than last week, but there's still a lot of concerns. I mean, we kind of addressed that a little bit with uh, Collins, you know, being able to get some positive yardage, uh, albeit not the entire game, but uh, still enough of the game. You know, uh, Collins, it's one thing to let him get some positive yardage, you know, maybe a couple times, but he had a handful of positive yardage that that shouldn't have been there. Uh, so that's, that's a bit of a concern. Uh, I don't want to read a whole lot into that because it's not like he went off either. It's not like he got, you know, this monstrous game or anything uh otherwise i'd be really concerned but uh, a big game for collins let's put it that way uh so on the ground i guess things could have been worse of course uh they didn't face chris carson so there's that um the other thing to look at is from the secondary standpoint there, there is a lot of concern here, because first off, you know, yeah, Jalen Ramsey had a few. Uh, this was probably Ramsey's worst performance of the year, um, which
2: wasn't bad by any means. <laughs> I'll take, th- I'll take this any day. Um, yeah, it wasn't
1: bad by any means, but he he did surrender a couple of big catches here and there.
2: And, uh, and I- I'll let you finish, but to DK Metcalf. So, yeah, you yeah you want. The quote-unquote best cornerback in the league to be able to shut down every anyone, he's allowed to give up a, a, a catch or two here and there to one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, it happens, not his best day, but if this is the worst we're gonna get, <laughs> say less.
1: <laughs> so, and that that's a very fair point. You know, DK Metcalf is—I I, I mean, really—the Seattle. Uh, receiving core is one of the better receiving cores you're ever going to go up against tyler lockett is a beast especially this year dk metcalf is a damn good wide, wide receiver certainly uh, in the discussion is one of the top wide receivers in the league and um and on top of that you know they they have a lot of other guys that just contribute and you know are really good players uh, and we can't also miss on Will Disley who I feel is <laughs> supremely underrated and always seems to you know do very well against us uh, for obvious reasons. but um, yeah, I the the thing that I kind of wanted to address though is I feel like this whole approach on using Jalen Ramsey all over the field, I don't know if I like it, you know, um, I, I feel like, you know, Jalen Ramsey is going to do his thing no matter what, but I feel like it, it also kind of makes things a little bit harder for him because I don't, I don't know if you can really kind of get into a rhythm if you're all over the field, at least, you know, if in, in the past, you know, year, he had, uh, he had his guy, and he locked him down, and that was it. Um, now he's kind of like, you know, it, it it kind of confuses offenses a little bit, and I kind of see where they're going with it. But can Ramsey actually stay consistently good uh, all over the field and not struggle a little bit? I don't know. I think that does a little more harm than good. Um And and I think a lot of it has to do with, too, picking up the slack from the rest of the secondary. But you can't expect Ramsey to be the only, you know, guy doing his job out there. And and evidence of how badly the secondary has struggled is that David Long got demoted in favor of Robert Rochelle, who was a rookie. And don't get me wrong, I I like Robert Rochelle. I like his, his potential. But that should absolutely not happen. You know, this is Robert Rochelle's role this year should be to be a backup. And, you know, Rochelle did okay, I guess, for a rookie. But, yeah, he didn't really fare much better than David Long has. And
2: that's a concern. Uh, You know? I don't know. I feel like he's better than David Long. He took some lumps. Um, but for a guy who's been in the NFL for five minutes in his first start, I was okay with the performance given, given the talent on the other side of the ball. Um, you know, that when he, when he was getting beat, uh, he got beat by Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, you know, it's, it's not ideal. And he got beat pretty bad on some plays. He got the DK Metcalf touchdown that he was defending him on was bad, Um he got bailed out on one of or the the Tyler Lockett touchdown that got called back. He blew that coverage. Uh he had the blown coverage earlier in the game uh where he got called for the pass interference, which by the way was of I like even before they said in the broadcast, I was like I'm not mad about that pass interference. It's better than him scoring. Um but he also you know, he made a really good play, uh on the jump ball they threw to Tyler Lockett in the end zone where it was one-on-one coverage, I think it felt like Lockett had position on that and he was able to nudge the ball out of there. He made some tackles. I mean, uh, we, we didn't even go through the, the box score there, but he had, how many tackles did he have? Two. Okay, never mind. Um, but uh, better, I feel better about him as a third cornerback than I do about David Long, like 100%. And hopefully Darius Williams is not seriously hurt. He we obviously saw David Long a little bit at the end of the game. Uh, no update there, ankle injury. But uh, he's got, he's got he's got a long week to get healthy. At least and we I will be very concerned if he's not playing next week. But there the concerns are still there. A lot of the same ones I had last week. I do feel a little bit better with Rochelle than David Long, especially considering this was his first real action.
1: Yeah, I, I will I will I will give him that. But um yeah, I, I just I think this is kind of more of a Raheem Morris kind of issue, uh, where the scheme is kind of iffy. Um and don't get me wrong, I, I'm not gonna compare it to last year's defense because last year's defense had a lot of players that aren't here anymore. You know, they had the John Johnson, the Troy Hill, e- even on uh, the defensive front. They had Michael Brockers, uh, who, whether we realize
2: it or not, Michael Brockers was was a big force up front. Yeah. And and, and, uh, and well, look, man, too, like you can talk about last year's team because it's a different team because they didn't replace any of these guys. That's no, three, three good starters that they didn't replace. And so, yeah, you I think it's justified to compare them to last week because, you know, you have to hold the front office accountable for making mistakes. As we've said many times, Les need is a great GM, not perfect, and maybe it was a mistake to not replace any of those guys. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
1: Yeah, it's starting to become more and more clear. I, I think part of it is... Um, we all kind of expected Darius Williams to be a lot better this year or or at least uh, on par to what he did last year. And he's just not there. And, and it's not just him either. You know, Jordan Fuller hasn't been that effective. Uh, I mean, we kind of mentioned David Long, but I, I don't think any of us are really that surprised uh, considering he has, not you know, he's been on this team for a few years now and, and hasn't really been on the field at all. If he was really that good, he would have, you know, kind of inched his way to some playing time, but it seemed like the Rams that were, have always been really reluctant to use him. So, um, hopefully improves, but eh, he has not, a ways done. to go.
2: They're not going to play him anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's if, if Darius Williams plays bad, like if Darius Williams out of nowhere is having a bad season, that's not on the front office or the coaching staff. If David Long comes out and plays bad, that is on the front office and the coaching staff for put, putting your faith in that player who there was no evidence that he was good. We liked him as a draft pick. He's a third round pick. Um, and I guess Robert Rochelle is too. So maybe they realize like <laughs> we, we fucked up with this guy. Let's let Rochelle get in there and take some lumps and, and, you know, hope, hope for the best, I guess. But um, yeah, you know, it's, you, this defense is is going to be worse than last year. Clearly, that that evidence is clear. How much worse? I think remains to be seen. I still think it'll be good enough to to win and play deep into January. But we're gonna we're gonna have to plan around it. We're gonna need to rely on the offense to play, uh, you know, even better than they did today. Y- you yeah, like the guys we said, John Johnson, Michael Brockers, those are really good players. Um, John Johnson is an exceptional player, and his replacement Taylor Rapp is. A, is a big downgrade. Uh, Troy Hill, not an elite player, but good. And the guy that replaced him, not good. Um, Darius Williams, we'll see. I I, I thought he'd play fine today, uh, especially compared to recent weeks. But we're, we're certainly going to miss him if he, can't, if he can't play. It's, uh, yeah, and, of course, we didn't even mention, you know, you went from Brandon Staley to Raheem Morris. I think it's too early to tell on Morris, but – Brandon Staley's been coaching his fucking ass off this year in L.A., Uh Andy coaches ass off in L.A. too. Last year, that is uh, potentially a generational talent coach.
1: Yeah, well, without a doubt, and it, it's funny because you you wouldn't think that he'd have this amount of success right away. And uh, I mean, he, he found that success right away with the Rams. He he only spent one year with the Rams, so like one year, right? Yeah. One year, yeah. Yeah.
2: Wade was wow. our uh DC in 2019. Feels like a lifetime ago. It really does. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh we didn't go through the defensive box score. Can you guess who led the team in tackles today? I don't know if you have it out.
1: I I do, but I won't look. I I don't I, I don't think I've looked yet. Um
2: if I had to guess, I would say Terrell Lewis sebastian joseph day with eight tackles three solo oh, uh, damn good shit yeah fine day from him uh, aaron donald seven tackles five solo tackles one sack two tackles for loss uh, three qb hits he had a pass deflected how fucking happy do you think russell wilson was to throw the ball in his face
1: <laughs> i'm sure uh he uh he loved that but he also paid for uh paid for it later while you know breaking his finger <laughs> well while, while dislocating I don't know if he broke it
2: yeah Jesus um also set the Rams franchise leading se- official sack record um passing Leonard little in like 32 I think less games <laughs> so <laughs> Leonard little very good player so that's Uh, awesome to see good for him throw him a little more appreciation if you look on pro football reference they have the unofficial sack numbers and he's still quite a ways away from deacon Jones's 159.5 sacks they give him credit for but officially sacks didn't start until 1982 and he's officially the franchise leader uh so shout out to ad fucking unreal another I, I think this was his best game of the year. He always comes to play against Russell Wilson. Uh, and he hasn't really had a, a pop-off-the-page game this year, even though he's been business as usual.
1: You know, to tell you the truth, I, one of the... You, you can't help but put Aaron Donald in, in up there as one of the best uh, you know defensive players the Rams have ever had in franchise history.
2: The league's and, ever uh, had, I think, at this point.
1: Yeah, seriously, and... Uh, you know, to think that this guy could have easily been out there with with the uh, the fearsome foursome had he been around at the time, and uh, man, what a lethal combination that would have been! <laughs> you know, Deacon Jones uh, was an absolute beast, and it, it it's amazing, and it's disappointing that uh, you know this the official stat didn't begin until. Uh, you know, after he he was really playing that much anyway. Uh, it's uh it, it's interesting because I, I I do think that Aaron Donald should be considered uh, one of the best, if not the best, um, that the Rams have ever seen, and as you said, the league has even seen. But uh damn, you can't say enough good stuff about him. He was certainly a force in this game, uh, and even uh even the stats that didn't get recorded because damn he he got pretty damn close a lot of times it's just the elusiveness of russell wilson continues you
2: know a a Uh, lot yeah a lot of players i felt like did and same with last week even too against kyler a little but yeah luckily the results Uh, were better today
1: (laughs) uh leonard floyd was was right there it seems like leonard floyd always seems to come alive when he plays against the Seahawks. I have no idea why, but yeah. he always seems to step up in a big way against the Seahawks. Uh, and he his presence was felt all game long. Uh, Terrell Lewis had quite possibly his best game. Um, you know, in this game, he he was all over the field. I was happy with what I saw there. Urko uh, Ronko got in there a lot. Um, so, yeah, the, you love to see that. You know, I, I know the Seahawks offensive line is nothing special, but, uh, you know, still, a- anytime you can put that amount of pressure on Russell Wilson, that that's always a good thing.
2: Terrell Lewis played great, man. Uh, and Len- Leonard Floyd did, too. Uh, Leonard Floyd played phenomenal. Uh, but we haven't often got to said since he got drafted that Terrell Lewis played great. Uh, it was really funny when they falsely attributed that Aaron, Aaron Donald, quote-unquote pass deflection to Tara Lewis. And then like two plays later or the next play, I don't remember, he got a sack. Uh, and a really impressive sack, like a, not an easy sack uh, to actually get Russell Wilson on the ground. So I've been – I think the pass rush has been the, the best aspect of our defense this year, and not just because other aspects have been weak. I, I think every, all, mostly everyone on that unit has played really well. Uh, especially the outside linebackers. Floyd's played great. Hollins was playing great when he was out there. Uh Lewis and Oboe both had a good game today.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's an important note. I'm not gonna lie, when Hollins got injured and you know, he we won't see him again until maybe uh late late November, early December if we're lucky. Um you know, that that worried me quite a bit because Uh, You know, Hollins was playing at such a high level, and and, you know, we you just don't know what you're gonna get with uh, with Terrell Lewis and Oba at the time was was uh, hurt. He just come back, just came back really. Um, So uh, the fact that Terrell Lewis is stepping up and becoming that force that we we all was hoping he was gonna become. Uh, I, I I'm happy about that. It's just a matter of him staying healthy now. and uh, obo too, you know he came he came back from his injury you know and and uh maybe he wasn't perfect, but he had a pretty pretty damn good game. So uh you know, as long as this continues and you know this has like a, a an amazing effect uh, l- later down the line. I think the Rams' defense uh, should be pretty solid when it comes to, uh, you know, the pass rush.
2: Yeah, I, I agreed. Uh, I I love what I saw from this unit today, uh, and for the most part, you know, even last week, I felt like they got to Kyler Murray quite a bit. It's just once he got out of the pressure they were giving him, there wasn't anyone there to help out, and ultimately that cost us that game. But yeah, stop. Solid day by the defense. There are concerns here, but to go into Seattle, give up seventy points. I think I said this on the uh, when we talked about this game before. Like if if the Rams hold them to twenty points or whatever, they that's a good day, and the offense needs to win them the game, and they did. Troy Reader getting an interception at like two plays after that Stafford interception was hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> great, great play by Ramsey on the tip drill. Nick Scott grabbed the interception late in the game. Good for him. Uh, he's playing okay, I guess. But that was nice to see. I- I'd be remiss if we didn't circle back to special teams and talk about two things. A, Matt Gay, no longer the best kicker on earth. Missed an extra point. Was bound to happen. Uh, and then the following pressure, play. Man. What'd you say?
1: It was that pressure that, that, that he had on him. You know, <laughs> being labeled the best kicker. I know. Yeah, he listens I like- to the pod. Yeah. We still love you, Matt.
2: (laughs) And then the next play, he uh, kicked it out of bounds on a kickoff. So that was great. Maybe one of the weirdest special (laughs) – what a weird special teams game. Yeah. It wasn't
1: his best day, but, hey, you know, it happens. He's he's entitled to a bad game here and there. Thankfully, it didn't didn't matter too much. But, uh, you know, good on Matt Gay for, for, you know, bouncing back because – you know, having mistakes like that can really get into a player's head, and uh, thankfully it didn't get into his.
2: Yeah, thank God. Um, certainly the best kicker we've had in the last two years. We gotta, we gotta wrap up by talking about the punt, dude. Uh, Michael Dixon gets his punt blocked by Jameer Jones, picks it up, scrambles out of the pocket, punts it again. Nobody knew if that was legal on the broadcast. None of us certainly knew if it was legal sitting at home. Boots at 68 yards. May have been over the line of scrimmage. Probably was. I don't know how. It looked like Sean McVay wanted to challenge it. I don't know how they didn't let him. I don't understand how, like, they didn't review that. Nonetheless, man, um, the punt was fucking outrageous, so I can't even be that mad. That shit was wild. Uh, he has, that guy has kind of taken over the mantle from Johnny Hacker as the best punter in the league for good reason. You saw it right there. That was one of the most insane punts I've ever seen.
1: I mean, that entire sequence, I, it was something I've never seen before. I've never seen really anybody block a punt like that. And then somehow, you know, the, the Seahawks were able to, you know, get the ball back and not only get the ball back but punt the ball you know and and as far as the legality of it i i don't know if that was legal uh a legal play to do And, and certainly didn't look like it because it looked like he may have crossed the line of scrimmage didn't even know that was a thing to be honest um but yeah it was such a bizarre thing and and uh I I don't even know if that
2: play was reviewable, you know. I I, don't I think under, I don't get how shit isn't reviewable. I never yeah. understand it. I, I'm
1: not really entirely sure how that wor- that's worked out either. But there there are a lot of things that just simply aren't reviewable, and I I don't know. Maybe that could be one of them because. Who <laughs> would think right. to review I, I'm sure it something like reviewed. that on a normal occurrence? It, it's just—it was such a weird play, and and certainly one play that I think the majority of us have never seen before.
2: May never see it again. That was fucking crazy.
1: Every I mean, year of Rams... the older people like uh, Derek, to, if that's ever happened before. <laughs>
2: Every year the Rams have one of these games that's just so, like, wild. And it might have been this one this year. At least early on, this is the game. We'll see if shit gets weirder. Um, Any other things we missed on this game before we wrap? Uh,
1: I, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but congrats to uh, Nick Scott on getting that, that interception. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, you know, root for this guy because nobody thought that this guy would even make the team when he was first drafted. And if he did, he was just going to be a glorified special teamer. And he's kind of graduated into like a, a decent contributor. So happy that he got his, his interception here. Um, it was nice to see him get a shining moment.
2: Yeah. Good for him, man. Uh, <laughs> he, he's coming, he's coming along. I feel like he's been, been getting better. It, it, good for him. It, it was it was cool to see for sure. Um, well, enjoy your weekend, everyone. A nice stress free day of football on Sunday. That'll be nice. Uh, go Dodgers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what is baseball? <laughs> I didn't realize they were still playing. Uh, everyone here is just mad about the Yankees, from what I've conjured up. Uh, go Dodgers, sure. <laughs> uh, all right, follow us on Twitter at surovero, at johnny five nine six, at talkrams. Uh, stay tuned for some podcasts coming in the pipe. I'm sure we'll have another at some point. Uh, we will be back next week though.
1: Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that. <laughs> we gonna see him soon. You feel me?